Hello everyone, Nate here. Before we start the show, I wanted to say as Archie and I recorded this episode of the Soprano Cast, I misrepresented what I actually set up our email for your feedback to be. The email is sopranopodcast at gmail.com. If you want to interact with the show, feel free to email us there. Any of your comments, any of your opinions about certain episodes, or any of any of your opinions about our opinions. Again, because I screwed it up when we were recording, it is sopranopodcast at gmail.com. Here's the show. Hello, Paisans, says the guy from the Midwest. And welcome <laughs> to the next episode, the latest episode of the Soprano Cast. I am Nate Maxson, along with my associate, Mr. Archie Mitchell. How you doing? You know, actually, I don't do too bad of a of an accent over here, but no, not bad, um, not bad, not bad. Now it's not it's my accent, my my uh, Jersey slash New York accent is not authentic. It is more of a caricature, but that's what I can do. All right, geez, hey. give me a hey. Break. No one's no one's judging you. No one it's is definitely like, judging um, you. It's kind of like um, unlike some Robin Hoods, I can speak with an English accent. <laughs> Kind of that kind of a thing, but <laughs> my uh, my buddies and I were just talking about how Robin Hood Men in Tights is a very underrated Mel Brooks classic. Yes, because you get absolutely. so many lines, so many lines, so many great scenes from that movie that nobody really realizes where it's coming from. You do a line from that movie, you're like, "Where is that from?" You know. Mm-hmm. Well, but, I mean, such such little funny jokes in there, like, "Hey, I bet," "Hey, right. I bet," you know. There are probably kids, there duck. are pro- there are probably kids alive now that don't even know what that comes from. Right. Exactly. Um, now, Nate, before we get into the show, uh, yes. I put up a post about a week ago, uh, asking our our listeners uh, a couple of questions. So we were two weeks in now, and I wanted to get you know a couple of people's you know engagement in this. Right. Make sure who's listening, who's watching, and I asked them, "What's your favorite episode?" Who's your favorite character and who's the character you hate? So, uh, and your brother Aaron was the first one to chime in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said his first, his favorite episode is college, which is next week's episode. Yes. So we're going to be talking about Aaron's favorite uh, episode then. Uh, he mentioned Polly Walnuts at his, as his favorite character. And I got to give it up. Polly is one of the best characters on the show. You know, yes, as the character is. develops, he becomes funny. He becomes angry. And you really get to know this guy that we've known for years in other mafia movies as a whole. You know, mm-hmm. as somebody he's finally Show, a character. Showing some range. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then he mentioned his least favorite character was Charmaine Bucco, which we've been kind of crapping on her since we started yes, we, the show. <laughs> yes, we have. Yes, we have. Charmaine and Carmella. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> the, yep. the wives. The overbearing wives. And then uh, Billy Pike who is a listener of all of our podcasts, thank you, Billy, uh, mentioned that Pine Barrens, who, which we'll get to in Season 3, is mm-hmm. his favorite episode, which it is one of, if not the best you know, best episode of any of the seasons, it is one of the better ones. Um, he said that Paulie Walnuts, again, is his favorite character, so shout out to Paulie. Yeah. Uh, and Ralph Cifaretto is his most least favorite character. And I will admit, Ralph Cifaretto, Joe Pantolano, his real name in Hollywood, is painted out to be a piece of shit in this whole series. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then Clayton Garraway, who is a buddy of both of ours for many years, 
being funny, said, uh, the one where Tony says, don't talk about my work. Very funny, Clayton. Uh, the Italian fellow with the gun and the sweatsuit. Again, very funny. And three, the other Italian guy who kills people sometimes. So, thank you, Clayton, for your chiming in with your answer. Yeah, your your answer was your answer was as as cookie cutter as my New Jersey accent. <laughs> Congratulations! But we but, appreciate we appreciate your uh, your feedback, guys. We appreciate definitely. your participation. Um, as you listen to the show, like I've said, I didn't mean. Did you have any more, Archie? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Cut no, you that off. was it. That was it. Okay, was I was just, just uh, Aaron, Billy, and, and Clayton playing around. But we again, we we enjoy any interaction. It gives us something else to talk about on the show. You know, mentioning the listeners and, and everyone who's chiming in. So it, it's something, you know, different to talk about in the beginning of the show. Yeah, and the specific episodes that we discuss, if you notice that, you know, it's a, it's an episode you like or you have some sort of comment about the episode or our commentary on the episode, feel free to comment on that or send a uh, an email to sopranocast at gmail.com. Um, Actually, I'll make sure that's actually what I made the, the email address because I can't remember if it was Soprano Cast or Soprano Podcast. But either way, um, let us know you if can... we're missing anything, guys. Let us maybe there, we missed a, an Easter egg or something that was in the episode that was, you know, vital to the whole show. You never yeah. know. Yeah. And, and we'd love to hear your feedback <coughs> and your opinion. Um, but yeah, definitely enjoy the interaction, enjoy everybody discussing the show with us. And we're enjoying it, discussing the show as well. Um, yes, for those we of are. you that know, for those of you that know, most of what we've done prior to this show is is wrestling stuff. And I am a wrestling fan, but man, you can there's you, sometimes you just want to talk about something else. Well, I mean, so, we were talking about it before we went on the air, and I was mentioning to Nate that the product is not. Um, at an all-time high right now. Now, there are fans who may say in the wrestling world, man, wrestling is firing on all cylinders, and that's great. But Nate, guys like Nate and I have been watching wrestling, I've been watching myself for over 32 years, mm -hmm. since I was nine years old. Um, and, you know, you look at the big picture of it all, after 32 years, I want something that's going to wow me. And nothing is really wowing me lately. So right. if we could talk about something else on one of these podcasts other than wrestling, I'm all for it. <laughs> Same here. And that's why we're doing this, not only for our love of the show, Sopranos, but just like I said, to talk about something other than wrestling um, that we both enjoy and love. Right. And we, like, like I said, we appreciate your feedback and your interaction as well. So this Definitely. week's show... We are discussing episode four of season one. It is Meadowlands. It originally yeah. aired on January 31st, 1999. Man, I feel old. But anyway. Right. It's kind of, you know, you always see people say or you hear people say, man, 1980 was 30 years ago. And it's not anymore. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's well over 43 years ago. 1999 being 24 years ago is like, wow, what happened? Exactly. Where did the time go? Where did the time go? <laughs> this so, episode but, has, this This episode I think has ups and downs. I agree. Um, um, the, the, the beginning though is as Sopranos as it gets because you get right into a Tony Soprano fever dream yes. which she was known for. And what a dream. 
You know, it, it's foretelling that he's still worried somebody's going to find out that he's in therapy. He's still worried about his family crumbling, meaning him, his wife, and his children. But then he's also worried about his mob family crumbling. So, you know, and then he's worried about Jackie April. So it's all of his problems coming into one and then just a lot of graphicness that he's freaked the crap out of him. Exactly. You know? Yes. And it so. is, like Archie said, he has a, you know, we open and it's, he's, he's, in, he's in Dr. Melfi's office. So you actually think when you first start watching the episode that it's going to start like the other ones, you know, with a, right. with a session. But then he sees Hesh walk past the window and he sees right. Anthony Jr. And he sees Jackie and he sees his mother. And like you said, Archie, it's just all the things that are going through, going through Tony's brain, going through his mind, all of his stress. Right. Mil Milfie's being coy, which he hated when she was like that. But she's being extra, you know, uh, talking in riddles, and it's just throwing him for a loop. Mm -hmm. So he's not sure, am I really here? Is this a dream or not? That was the great thing about this show. They knew how to make you almost go into his mind and wonder, is this a dream or is this really happening? Is this really right? Yes. So it, it really it really goes to show you, David Chase, the, the producer and the writer of the show, went above and beyond to put you in a point of view to view everything from Tony's eyes. Mm -hmm. You know, so that was something I, I definitely liked about this episode. It was a major high to start on such a craziness. Like, oh God, everybody's finding out that he's in therapy right now. Meanwhile, we're only four episodes in. Yes. You know. And another thing I really like about this episode is we get to start digging into like because in the first few episodes, yeah, you had the thing with the the teacher's car and stuff, but they really haven't they really haven't delved into AJ and his relationship with his parents. Yeah. Right. This show we get we get it's a highlight, you know. This it's it's very much a highlighted part of the story in this in this episode. We get to start seeing what what is what is AJ's relationship with Tony like, you know, the the Mario Kart thing. That's totally right. like that is totally like me and my son. You know, hey, why aren't you in bed yet? Eh, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down and play a game with the kid. <laughs> you know, and then right. Uh, yeah, you know, and then uh, you know him fucking with the with AJ, like putting his hand over his eyes so he can win. Exactly. And, I mean, they have they have a good father son relationship at least at this point they do. Well, because yeah, right, exactly. Uh, it it shows you this is like like you said the beginning of their relationship on TV. Mm -hmm. So you see that. He's still a kid. His father still very much worries about him. Why aren't you in bed? But okay, you're not in bed. You're bored. Let me come play a video game with you to bond with you a little bit and talk with you a little bit. You know what I mean? And be a dad, which, I mean, my dad and I, when I was 12 or 13, used to play Goldeneye on the Nintendo 64. Mm -hmm. So, again, this was a major feel for me. Like, wow, okay, I can remember doing this with my dad. And then you, you see how the relationship grows not always for the better right between these two fathers you and know. sons as they say yep yep um so. but yeah and, and and again it's it's you can see that you can see like it, it's what fathers do for their sons you know we're kind of different with our daughters than we are with our sons and and as an example is i sit down i play the game with my kid Letting him get a little bit away. He wants, but then when you go to leave the room, it's like 10 minutes in bed. 
<laughs> you right. know, now you gather you, you gather from, you you gather more bees than honey with honey, I should say. Well, you you go from being a friend to being dad. You know, yeah, I'm gonna mm -hmm. be your buddy. I'm gonna play this game with you. I'm gonna talk with you. We're gonna you're gonna share certain things with me that I hope you will. But then afterwards, hey, ten or fifteen minutes, get to bed, young man. It's 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 school day. You know what I mean? Right. I, I can remember that again when I'm me and my dad. On a weekend, oh, I would be, he and I would stay up till four in the morning playing GoldenEye or something on a video game. But if it was Sunday night going to school, you know what I mean? It would be like at nine o'clock, I want your ass in bed. Right, exactly. So, you know, and and that, that again, that is a great way to show that Tony Soprano was not a deadbeat dad, even though he had all this going on with the mom. He was there for his children. You know, uh, he left his gumar, who he was sleeping at her house when he had the ugly bad nightmare. And he's like, you know what? I'm going home. Yeah. You know, I can't be here right now. <laughs> with so, this annoying, I, with this annoying Russian woman. Who, right. Who, you know what was really bad about the whole, I, I don't want to get into the whole, you know, thing about him because we're going to talk about it throughout the entire series. But usually, and please, I, I've been married quite a long time. So is Nate. I'm not suggesting that either one of us have a, a girlfriend. Right. But. In the mob, when you see these movies, they look for women who are unlike their wives. That are just, they want to go out on a date, they want to party, they want to drink, they want to eat, they want to come home and have sex and be done. Every woman he was with wanted to be his wife so badly. Yes. So he got and, it from both angles, the girlfriend and, and the wife. And, and, and at the end of the day, Tony's attracted to women that are like his mother, whether he likes right. to admit it or not. Nags. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so... And then from, from the whole AJ thing, we get to, we finally see what happened to Christopher. Yeah, and I was my next note was, this is another thing we start exploring in this episode a little more deeply, is the relationship between Chris and Adriana. Mm -hmm. um, Chris is at the hospital. Adriana's gone to pick him up. He's in a neck brace. She informs him that he should have felt at some point. Right. And I still don't <laughs> know who told her that. Like, it was just you, two Russian guys on a dock, and then right. I guess the EMTs that came to save you or whatever because you went to the hospital. Who told her he shit his pants? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I yes. don't imagine the EMT walked in the room and went, here's these shitty pants, ma'am. Yes, they're in a, they're in a bag, like a Ziploc bag. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. But Christopher's very worried that his uncle's mad at him because he gave... Uh, Meadow and her friend Speed, the episode before, he thinks that's what it's all coming back to. Mm -hmm. <coughs> we know differently because we. Yeah, it's kind of. It's Chris. actually. It's it's actually kind of hilarious. Right. You know, he's <laughs> worried about Tony coming to kill him. Adriana's like, "Did you shit your pants?" And he's like, "Really, really? <laughs> this is what this is what you're worried about, <laughs> right?" So and he's like, "Give me the Brandon. I want to score. I want to get high." And then we find out Brandon has been killed again. Yes, for the second yes. time. And Bre Brendan is Brendan is uh, still in his bathtub. Um, and they discover, they, like Archie said, they go to Brendan's apartment and they find him dead in the bathtub. And uh, of course, this this makes Chris Chris's mind go even farther. Well, if if you pay attention to the way that he was, he comes in, he tells Tony that Brendan's dead. He mentions they killed him execution style through the eye. And that's what made him think it was one of his mob friends. Because mm -hmm. if you're going to kill somebody you hate, you're going to do it that way through the eye. You know what I mean? 
Uh, he mentions Mo Green from The Godfather. That's, you know, why they did it like that. It was a, actually, I will cr- credit something here. Whoever shaped this shot of Brandon sitting in his tub with the cigarette floating there, the blood on the wall, the eye being blown away, was it was great. Because we don't see that in the last episode when he gets shot. Right. We just hear the gun and his foot shimmies in the water and that's it. So when you finally come upon the body, it's like, damn, they really, they really did go for the kill. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't just going to, um, you know, maim him or or hurt him. They wanted him dead. They wanted him dead, and they wanted a message sent. Right. And Mom Olivia, of all people, Tony's mother called for that hit to come in. <laughs> Go figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a note here. Um, this the next scene with AJ. When he gets in a fight with another student, right? Who we're who we're gonna find out later at one point, and this happens a lot with kids, so it was a good, a oh, good yeah. way of um, who we find out later. You know, he used to hang out with when he was smaller, and et cetera, et cetera. When Tony <laughs> then encounters the kid's dad, yeah. But um, one of my notes about the scene, not only with Anthony Junior getting in the fight, but it's just so funny to me. I don't know why to see pagers right it's just we've 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 come so far in the past quarter century you know we've come so far but yet we're still so far away yeah you know i mean it's like yeah back then having a kid having a pager so his parents can get in touch with him or so his him and his friends could could get in touch with each other aj sends a phony prank uh text you know through the the pager the kid gets pissed off. And I think he was more pissed off because they charge you every time you got a text back then. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's just so funny to me. It is funny that that as the farther we come forward, then we go backwards. Like, it used to be the thing was, it, it was great that the cell phone was so small. And now people people's cell phones seem to be getting bigger and bigger again. Bigger. Yep. Or we went to streaming television. And I just commented to my wife the other day. The past three days, the majority of TV that we have watched has been Pluto TV, which is, you know, we've, we're go, we're going backwards. Like we're going back into right. commercial te- commercial television. I don't even care that there's commercials anymore because even the ones you pay for have commercials. It's ridiculous, isn't it? But yeah, so we're going back. We the more we the more we the more steps we take forward, the couple steps we take backwards. Right, and and small steps forward, but giant steps back. That's the bad mm-hmm. part. You know, but it is what it is, right? Yes. So, Tony AJ gets AJ oh. gets into his fight, and then we shift to Tony's biggest fear, which I guess that's what the dream was trying to tell him. Yeah. He gets it to turned, Melfi's it, office. It turns out Silvio's dentist is in the same building as as Melfi's office. Right. Right, and he just misses seeing Silvio by inches. Mm-hmm. If Silvio would have picked up his head. And not one back for that prescription of Percocet. Because he's coming out of dentist office. <laughs> he would have seen Tony there. Now, Tony could have made an excuse. Oh, I'm bringing my mother to because it was a doctor's office. It was a giant right. office with other medical practitioners. He could have used an excuse, but it still was a big fear. What if somebody sees me? Yes. You know, he is much more concerned with his image than anything else. Definitely, definitely. Um, uh, the the um the other thing I think that I thought was funny about this scene was even in his 
oh man, how do I put this? Even in his in his um, vulnerable state, not wanting, you know, one of his associates to see him going to a psychiatrist. The rest of the world to Tony is just his plaything. And the reason I say that, he walks into that guy's office to hide. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, can I help you, sir? Can I help you, sir? Can I help you, sir? Tony, that guy doesn't even exist to Tony. Like, he doesn't right. give a shit about that guy. He says nothing to him. He doesn't even, I don't even think he even like, acknowledges it. No, he looks him dead in the eye and walks out. <laughs> <laughs> he realizes, he goes to the door that Silvio came out of. He realizes it's the dentist's office. So now he's thinking, okay, so he's here constantly. You know, he's going to bump into him eventually. And then he goes to Melfi's office and starts bitching to her that he's having second thoughts again. Yes. Which, that was a recurring thing for him for the first two seasons. He, uh, I don't want to come here. I don't want to come here. Which, look, I'm a very bad patient. I hate going to the doctor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So nobody wants to see a doctor religiously, whether it be a therapist or anything like that. But, it, it, you know, this was helping him to a, to a certain extent. So... It, it, why he was bitching about not going there is ridiculous to me because if it's helping you, you have to do it. Right. If it's not helping you and they're just going through the motions of making you a pincushion, then by all means, yeah, don't go do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, but of course, Milfi being the uh, psychologist, well, your mother and you're this and you're that, and immediately got him right back on board. You know, the one woman who can feed him his bullshit and get it back to him to calm him down seems to be Jennifer Milfi, his, his mm-hmm. psychiatrist. So. We have a scene with Adriana and Meadow and Chris in the car. Right. Um, Chris trying to get to the bottom of everything. Um, I, I know you've mentioned that you really like his character, and I do too. I really like his character probably once we get into about season two. Right. No, Actually, I, 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 agree. I, re- I remember I remember during the first season of the show back when I originally watched it, not being a fan of Christopher Moltisanti. Oh, oh, I, I agree. I, I agree with you 100 percent. See, we mentioned this on episode one. Every season, there was a new character for us. to Oh, I like this guy or oh, I mm-hmm. want to see how he was going to grow. See, season one, Christopher was just as bad as Brendan, only not you know he he listened a little more yeah. you know what i mean he was a little more respectable but he was still a, a douche you know what i mean he was still mm-hmm. a young up-and-coming punk um more so you see it when he's yelling at, at meadow about what's going on because meadow's screaming my dad missed you he wants to know where you are he wants to know if you're okay uh her friend hunter is like did brendan ask about me meanwhile but brendan's still in the tub and Christopher's having a nervous breakdown right. about it. You know what I mean? And then somebody again asks Christopher, in the heat of all of this, is it true you want Woody MTs and shit your pants? It's like, what? Why? How do all these people know he's in his pants? <laughs> that should have been for, the name. Yeah, I was gonna say for episode. For such a tight for such a tight fraternity of people, people sure do have loose lips. Yeah. All right. We're gonna, we're gonna. I'm gonna skip ahead for a second. No, in that's fine. Because I, I actually no, no. go, go ahead. In the last season of The Sopranos, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've watched it. I know the whole world has. AJ tries to commit suicide in his own home. The only person there to save him is his father, Tony. Correct? Yes. Tony pulls him out of the pool, takes him to the hospital. 
the next time he sees his mob friends, they ask him, is he true he tried to commit suicide? Who told them? Yeah. <laughs> There's there a like rat. There's a rat in this hospital. <laughs> right. So in the same regard, the episode should have been called Christopher Takes a Shed or something because the <laughs> whole world asked him about him shitting his meds. <laughs> So um, we, my my favorite line of the show is in the of this episode is in the next scene. Okay. Um, Tony takes macaroons to Livia at the nursing <laughs> home. Yes. And of course she's bitching. She's bitching she about the people. She doesn't like it there. She's she's bitching about the people there. She's bitching about. You know, you're putting me out to pasture and blah, blah, blah. And Tony's like, oh, you're always so negative. So, of course, like every interaction they have, he goes in being loving to his mother and leaves angry. Yes. But he says to her, do you want me to leave? Do you want me to leave the macaroons or not? And she says, leave some out for the lunatics. Yes. <laughs> Which I think is funny. That's so Livia because she's being negative, but she's still going to be nice and let some of these some of these people she hates have some of her cookies. Leave right. some out for the lunatics. That made me laugh. Now I will endorse where Tony brought those cookie from. Cookies from oh. Oh. the bakery that he went to is actually in Westfield, New Jersey, which is about ten minutes from where I live. And I grew up eating the pizza there, the pasta, all the Italian food. And those macaroons are amazing. So well, well. I understand why he brought them for his mother. <laughs> but yes, she, from a crotchety old woman to the playing the sweetheart role, leave him out for the other lunatics. Yeah, yeah. She's, you know, she's sweet, but she's being a bitch still by calling them right. lunatics. Right. And then Tony leaves some and takes the whole rest of the box and walks out like, yeah. okay, I'm going to eat these now because you made me angry. Exactly. <laughs> so I want to talk. I want to talk about the. Um, um, so we're going to skip around a little bit because I want to talk right. about the Macasian stuff. I want to talk about the Macasian stuff, kind of as all one thing. Right. Um. So the next <laughs> thing we get, you know, Jackie. The, the, the we're with Jackie and Tony and all them in the hospital. Christopher shows up, talks about what happened with Brendan. Obviously, now they're putting the pieces together. As far right. as Junior goes and Mikey, great scene in that Tony is leaving the hospital to go talk to Junior. Well, to go talk to Mikey and then talk to Junior. Yes. He walks past a workstation right by the elevator. So there's a contractor working on something. And guy has, a, and this is what I'm saying about Tony being a, a completely oblivious. The rest of the world is his fucking plaything because he just takes this guy's staple. Right. <laughs> like he just but, he just takes the stapler. But look at the psychotic thought in his head, because his best friend is dying. His nephew just came back and said somebody assaulted him, held a gun to his head, and his best friend was now dead. His mother just pissed him off, right? And mm -hmm. he's finding out that if his best friend dies, they got to figure out who the next mob boss is, the next guy in line. And his thought is. I need this stapler because I'm about to go create some damage. <laughs> you understand? That's it. I need to hurt somebody, and this stapler is going to allow me to do it the right way. You know what I mean? Yes. And then, yeah, he goes to Mikey, and Mikey plays into it perfectly because if, this is already the second or third time he's met Mikey 
outside of Junior's restaurant, that little, you know, luncheon at place that Junior hung, hung out in. And they always play to each other. You know, Mikey, how's the boy? What boy? The boy you sleep with. You know what I mean? They always yeah. made fun of one another. So Mikey thought it was just another day. <laughs> he didn't expect the maniac to have a stapler in his head. And, and yes, and staple the shit out of him. And this by far, you said that your favorite comment was from Livia. This is my favorite comment on the show. He beats Mikey to a bloody pulp, staples the ticket that was on Mikey's window to him, and then says, what are you screaming about? I'm giving you free alterations on your suit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he yes. even found a way to make it funny. While he was doing something psychotic, it was which is, one, which, which is one of the great things about Tony Soprano is his sarcasm right. and humor. Right. Um, you know. The scene, the scene after that, where uh, Tony confronts Junior inside the diner is, is I wrote, I just wrote down, Tony confronts Junior about everything that's going on, and this scene is really fucking intense. It is because it's the first time Junior and Tony actually come to words with one another. You know what I mean? Uh, all of this time before that, Tony was playing the, you're my uncle first. You know, my real uncle, my blood uncle. And then you're the next in line to be the mob boss because they all thought it was going to be Junior anyway. Yeah. So he was trying to be respectful on both ends. But Junior, being the old crotchety son of a bitch he is, comes back at Tony. And for the first time, Tony actually goes right back at him. He's not being yes. respectful anymore. Yes. You know? Yeah, he's not in a good headspace. He's got a, you know, and and as the episode goes on, we find out he gets back, he gets back into a better headspace about things and playing the politics and etc. But now we'll go into we'll go into and we talked about earlier favorite and least favorite characters in the show. As much as I like the actor John Hurd, to be mm -hmm. honest, the character of of Macasian or Macasian or however you say his name is actually one of my least favorite characters in the show. I, I agree. I'm not. I'm not a fan. I think it's just because this show broke all the stereotypes of like mob movies and stuff. Right. And, and this character is so cookie cutter, crooked cop. Yeah. It, just, it's like, it doesn't. It's like, it just doesn't stick out. You know. It doesn't. It, they took every cop from every movie that was on the take and put it into one guy, and made it Kevin McAllister's father. Yeah. <laughs> from Home Alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah we need a no-name guy. All right, get, get the guy from Home Alone. He's not doing anything. So the best part, though, of all of that scene that goes on, Junior tries to take Christopher from Tony. Tony mm -hmm. doesn't want to let it happen because of how much he loves Christopher. He's afraid for him that Junior might kill him in the process. And then Tony walks out after Junior warns him, the next time you come in here, you come in heavy or you don't come at all. What he means by that to anyone listening, you either come in with a gun mm -hmm. or you don't come into this place at all because that means they're going to war. But then he walks outside and Mikey is being looked at by about 20 people. Because <laughs> he got stapled. So there's 20 people around Mikey checking on him. And, Tony, <laughs> and Tony's laughing and walks out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. So that whole scene revolved around Mikey's abuse. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day. But yes, it's it's so. um 
it's it's a very eye-opening thing i think that 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 whole that that's that i think that's where when i wrote it down i didn't write down the line but i think the reason i wrote down that the junior tony scene was so intense was that he did say next time you come in here come in here heavy because i think yep. that surprised tony tony that says that you don't uncle, mean that right yes it you really surprised him that, that his uncle yeah. would say that and because I don't up until think that point they were uncle and nephew. They weren't yes. two mob bosses dealing with one another. Well, and also, do you do you or do you not think from a character standpoint, you know, from the writer writing the character standpoint, did Junior say that to Tony? Because it, it was intimidation. He was trying well, to prove a point. I'm who I am. You here. And he also he also knew that his guys were in the peripheral and could hear what was being said. So he's right. also he's also having a dick swinging contest too. And yeah, I agree with you. But and this is where I will say that Tony won in that regard. All of Tony's crew were in their early twenties or late four or, or mid forties. All of Junior's crew, except for Mikey, who just got a staple gun to the chest, were in their seventies. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So if Tony did walk in heavy, I don't think Junior would have had a crew anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're right. If they wanted if they wanted to go toe to toe with one another, you know. And so. and and just just to quickly cover it, just because I brought him up earlier, and again, I I the 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 subplot there with the dirty cop, right? And how T Tony sends him to 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 uh, follow Melfi around and get information on her, and instead he winds up like roughing up her boy, her date, and arresting the poor guy who's just caught up in you know. Has no idea well, what he's caught up in. I, I just again, all of that to me is just like it to me. It's it. I don't know what the word. I don't want to use crappy because this is the Sopranos. None it's, of it's, it's crappy. It's, it's predictable. Yeah, it, and it's, it's just yeah, it's just so <laughs> cookie cut. It's just so cookie cutter and yeah, and un uninteresting. I guess Tony could have fixed that very easily. This this cop owed Tony a lot of money from gambling debts, and Tony was using him. Had he told him, look, this is a young lady that I'm interested in, but I don't want you to do anything stupid, he might have listened. Instead, he just told him, watch this woman for me. He thought it was one of Tony's girlfriends. Yeah. So he thought he was he was, he was, was uh, uh, almost like championing Tony. Like, hey, why would you go out with this guy when you got Tony's prano at home? And why would you, you know what I mean? So it was Tony's fault by not explaining to this dumbass of a cop who was a drug addict and, a, and, a, and a, a a bad degenerate gambler what was going on mm -hmm. you know and yeah he he, he arrests her boy i guess date because she wasn't date you know they weren't boyfriend girlfriend yet he arrests him and beats the crap out of him for no reason yeah <laughs> and then goes back and tells tony everything about melfi but doesn't tell him what he did right exactly you know? Yeah, like I said, I'm just not. I'm not a fan of that character. I'm glad he's only in like four episodes of the show because just right. not not one of my not one of my highlights of The Sopranos. Um, the kind of the resolution for the other, obviously later on in the episode, Melfi tells Tony about what happened with a cop. Like she obviously she mm -hmm. doesn't know the guy has a tie to Tony, but Tony's figuring that out in his brain too. Right. When she tells the story. But the other kind of resolution to the other subplot in this episode, till we get to the main event, as we would right. say, right. is uh, 
you know, we talked about earlier, AJ's dealing with this other kid in school. And AJ stands up to him. You know, and it, it's it's the essentially, you know, he's going to go meet the kid for for uh, and, and, and what do you think? And maybe I miss it when I watch the episode. Did the kid give Anthony Jr. the money because he didn't think he'd show up? Or did the kid give Anthony Jr. the money because his dad told him to? I, I think that the father immediately went home after Tony was sitting there holding an axe to his throat without realizing because Tony didn't know what was going on. Right, Tony right. Sees this guy, oh, our friends, our children are friends. We used to deal with each other. He doesn't really know the guy from Adam because he calls his wife a different name. And he's like, yeah, we'll, 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 I'll barbecue for the kids. They'll go in the pool. We'll hang out, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he knows that his son and Anthony are, his son was bullying Anthony. So he thinks this is Tony doing it in Sending a more yeah. ride. He's holding a, a, a hatchet in his hand and he's saying all these things. So I feel he ran home and told his son, leave this kid alone. Here's mm -hmm. the $40, give it to him. And <laughs> leave me alone with Tony Soprano. But as you watch, yeah, as you but as you watch AJ through all of this, you see, because I that's one of the things that I love about watching this show all the way through. One of my favorite things about it, I talked about the cop being one of my least favorite. Right. One of my favorite things about watching this show is watching how much AJ is just he's just his fucking dad out and out. Oh yeah, the, the attitude and the sarcasm and the and the whether he's whether in the situation he's the underdog or not, there is no way, shape, or form he is backing down from anybody or anything, you know. And um, you see, you see that you kind of see that part of his character start to form in this episode, right? And when the other when he his friend says, "Yeah, man, you won, you got the money," he backed down, and the other kids are teasing him he starts to kind of ask questions in his mm -hmm. head. You see that trigger go off. Why did he give me the money? Why did he back down? Is right. it some, you know, and then he runs home and asks his sister I, and Meadow, <laughs> who basically is known since birth, dad's in the mob. Yeah. Doesn't hesitate to tell him what's going on. Yeah. And I, I wrote down here and again, this goes to back to what we talked about, about being wrestling fans. Literally what I wrote down to what I wrote down here is, Meadow smartens up Anthony Jr. <laughs> right. Exactly. She's smartening up. She's smartening up, up to the business. Exactly. Um, and to to a certain extent, I imagine that this happens in all mob families, real or movie. You know, you look at Mike and Corleone's kids were babies when he first started the mob. They didn't know what yeah. he was doing. But by the time you get to part three, they know exactly what he is. His son axes him out now. Did you really kill your own brother? Yes. So, at th this is Anthony Jr. being, I think, 10 or 11 at this point, is at an age where he's going to start asking questions. Where is that? Where does our money come from? Why mm -hmm. is everybody afraid of him? You know, so it, it makes sense that this happened in episode four because, yeah, we have to start seeing these kids ask their father, What do you do for a living? Yes. Or what is it that you're, what is it that's going on? You know? And then, of course, the big. The big, the big, the big story. Uh, the what do I say? The big story development here in the ending of this episode. Of course, Jackie April passes away. Yes, four episodes in. But I mean, we we according to the show, he was battling cancer for two or three years. Yes, and he went to remission at one point and it came back. So he he had a long battle with it, 
as most people do when they get cancer in that way. Um, the, the boys Tony. are talking about who's going to take over. You know, should it be Tony? Should it be one of the other bosses? Should it be Uncle Junior? And I have to say, one of Tony's soldiers comes comes up with the idea: Why don't they run it like um almost like a um what's the word I'm looking for? A panel. You know, yeah. have three or four people at the head and making the decisions. And then one of the other guys is like, look, we, we started this out as a, you know, there being one guy. You can't change procedure. And I agree with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can't go from, oh, we're a democracy to now, oh, no, we're just going to have a queen. Then she's going to oversee. You know what I mean? It doesn't work like that. Yes. So I agree with them on that. But they come to the decision. Junior is the next in charge. Yes. And Tony... Tony, Tony does a Tony thing here, and this is what I was saying about whether he is whether he is whether he is the guy that is the underdog in the situation or not. He does not he does not put his balls away because he goes to see Junior to tell him that he wants him to be the boss, but he makes sure he tells him, "I came in heavy like you told me to, right? But exactly. I don't I don't want it to go that way." So he, he makes sure to let Junior know, look, dude, <laughs> I, I I am here out of respect, but I am not afraid of you, pretty much. Right. Right. He he does right. He comes he comes in heavy, but he also comes to let him know we've decided because obviously he Junior's gonna need some backing in this of becoming the next boss. We, my crew and, and I have decided you're going to be the next in line. I'm going to back up and let you do your thing. But the undertone there, as Tony says at the table, if the boss does go down, it's an older gentleman without a family, not a younger guy who's got kids and right. his family's going to starve and going to be have problems. So there was a there was a, a reasoning behind Junior getting it. It wasn't because he earned it. It wasn't because he was the best guy for the job. Let the old man rot in prison, not one of our us young guys. Right, exactly. You know. And of course so. we wrap the episode up with uh we're burying Jackie. Junior is, you know, he's the boss now. You can see he's very cocksure, <laughs> he's very happy. And then AJ looking upon his dad. Tony doesn't know that AJ knows. You know, his dad just gives him the wink, you know. Hey, right. that's my kid. I'm giving you the wink. But you can see right. what's swirl swirling around in Anthony Junior's head. Of course, and Tony, right? Tony is oblivious to is Anthony Junior asking questions that am I in the mob? He thinks it's just this kid looking at him like, "Hey, Dad, are you okay?" Right. So he gives him that little wink to let him know, "Yeah, I'm cool, kiddo. Don't worry." But what Anthony Junior is really doing is surveying the area to go, "Okay, there's cops here. There's, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> there's people yes. taking pictures. There's all these guys who are not related to this guy who died." <laughs> Yeah. You oh, so Me- Me- Meadow even Meadow even asks him or says to him when they're having their conversation where she's letting him in on it. I think I forget what she says. Something about uncle. Like, yeah. why do you think we have so many uncles that aren't even you know dad's brothers right. or whatever? Right. <laughs> right. Now I will say this: in my upbringing, I do have family that we do call gentlemen who are slightly older than us, uncle. And what I mean by that is. I have, like, my dad's first cousins or, you know, friends of my dad that he's known since, like, school and whatnot, you know, high school and whatnot, that are in their 50s and 60s. 
I will go and go and say hello, uncle, because it is disrespectful in my upbringing to call a man by his first name when mm-hmm. they're in that age group. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I get this point, and I never, you know, to a standard, I understand, you, you know, paying respect to, oh, hello, Uncle Bob, or hello, hello Uncle Tom. You know what I mean? Even though you're not right. related to them. You know what I mean? Because you just don't want to walk up to the, hey, Tom, how's it going? You know what I mean? Yeah. You're 30 years of junior. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. So, but yeah, and the mob, yeah, Meadow has to bring that to light. So AJ understands, you know, he, she wanted him to understand everything. And then she even gave him a website, which was this really corny, it looked like it was made on MySpace yeah, website. Yeah. Adobe Flash. Yeah. Right. With the Godfather theme and bullet holes in it. It's like really this is who <laughs> this is what somebody made. And John Gotti's on the front page. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so the one thing that we glossed over that I will say is interesting. When Jackie Jr. passes away, when Jackie Senior passes away, excuse me. Christopher comes in pissed off. He oh, yeah, went to go yeah. collect, and and Junior was trying to take one of his bigger, you know, earners from him. Who again asks us, Christopher, "Did you really shit your pants?" Which again, I don't understand. <laughs> um, he comes in with a, this is ending of the scene. Tony Montana, say hello to my little friend. We got to get even. And Tony grabs him by the neck, which is broken, mind you, and says, "One of my best friends just died." And you're lucky that a man that I love very much just died today, or else I would rip the rest of your neck off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yes, he loved Christopher and was trying to protect him, but he still had to put Christopher in his place. Yes, you annoying little bastard. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, Christopher <laughs> was still learning. So, but yeah, they, they wrap it up with uh, Jackie's funeral. We don't see Jackie any, at all in this episode, except for the fever dream and that couple of minutes of him sleeping in the hospital when he's badly sick um and yeah a a character we really didn't get to know that much about is dead Mm -hmm. within four episodes but overall i would say this is a really good episode of the sopranos um i agree it really starts off some some great character development it's this is the the story the stories are really picking up in this episode too um so i actually gave this one a four out of five I would go with a, a four out of five as well, mainly because it, it shows up a lot of loose ends early on. You know, obviously the Jackie Aprila uh, character is gone. We know who the new boss is. Um, strains in the family a little bit. You know, certain people not listening, certain people upset. Uh, Meadow and, and, and um, Anthony finding out about their dad being in the mob. You know. It, op- it it ends a few storylines and opens up a few new ones. Yes. You know, from the beginning of there. So definitely a good episode. Well, and that being said, we will sign off now. We want to encourage you, like we said at the beginning of the show, to interact with us on Facebook or by email or however you want to interact. You can, If you know one of us, you can message one of us. Anything you'd like to put out there for the other listeners of the show, your opinion counts to us as well here at the Soprano cast and all of the other shows on the WNR podcast network. So Archie, if you want to say goodbye, we will see everyone next week for the review of season one, episode five, which is college. College. See y'all soon, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening.